I always that. thought it was all about you. Well, it used to be, but times have changed. Right. And you're absolutely livid about it. Yeah, I don't really like Hello. Hello, you're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down, track by track. And I am, I feel like this is going to be a great episode because on the turntable this week, we've got Alicia Rules the World by Alicia's Attic. Uh, so Alicia's Attic, Karen and Shell, uh, singer-songwriters extraordinaire uh, and all-round wonderful uh, pop royalty. Are they pop royalty? I'm saying they're pop royalty. They are absolutely pop royalty for many reasons that we'll come on to discuss. I think they were pop royalty when this album came out in the mid-90s. They've gone on to work with pop royalty and they're still working with pop royalty and they still are pop royalty, Will. So in short, yes. Have you ever met pop royalty? Uh, Well, I've worked with Karen, actually. Not like in uh, Toby Carvey or something like that uh, on on an event. So I I can confidently say yes. Oh, didn't you once? Didn't you once tell me that you uh, had an encounter with the Queen in a nightclub toilet? Oh no, no, you had an encounter with a, a, queen, a queen in a nightclub yep. toilet. Sorry, yep. sorry. Yep. Queen Latifah, Freddie Mercury, <laughs> <laughs> both fantastic uh, superstars. And gone too soon. Queen Latifah's not dead. No, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> So Alicia's Attic, uh, for the uninitiated, you have got uh, Shelley, McCurlin and Karen Paul. Obviously, Shelley was also formerly Paul as well. Sisters, hmm. pop sisters pop in sisters. a band together. Dan, quick uh, quick on-the-spot quiz for you. How many pop sisters can you name that work together? Uh, Natalie and Nicole Appleton. Yes. Uh, Carly and Danny have done a few duets. Yes. Um I'm struggling. Have you got any more? Yeah. Cheeky Girls. Oh, of course. Uh, Gail and Gillian from Neighbours. Oh, Esther and Bernie from Eternal. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Sister Sledge. The clue's in the name. <laughs> and many more, I'm sure, but I put you on the spot there, so I haven't given you any time to do any research there. Uh, now, I love... I love the time that they spent together as Alicia's Attic. And obviously what they've done since has been fantastic and the number of lives and careers they've touched and engorged has been wonderful. But this is where it's at in terms of Alicia's Attic. This album, seminal moment for the group. You should also point out that their father is a musician. Yes. Uh, Brian Paul of the 1960s group. Brian Paul and the, oh my word, Tremiol? Trem... Tremellos. 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 Sorry, Brian. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, which I'm sure you do, you'll come to know that my pronunciation of most words is terrible. I'm sure it's a condition. I just don't know which one. And on day of recording, well, it's actually Brian's birthday. So happy birthday, Brian. Dan, why are we talking about I Am I Feel today? Well, that song and the rest of the album, Alicia Rules the World, we're talking about today <laughs> because this album turns 25 this week. Yes, the album is called Alicia Rules the World. Apologies. Now, it is worth noting that we worked with Karen and Shell last year. We did a tweet along of this album. It was much requested 
by our followers. Uh, it was great. Of course, I've got some of the tweets here ready, Will, as uh, resource material. But also, we got in touch with them and to let them know we were doing this episode. Uh, would they like to appear? They did say they'd love to, but they are both incredibly busy at the minute. Uh, Shell is working on, a, I think it's a top secret project, so we can't talk about that Rachel yet. Rachel Stevens, come back. Well, I can't say anything, Will, but yes. No. Uh, Karen, of course, um, has been songwriting with some huge names recently, including Becky Hill on that huge track, Remember. Um, so they did say, you know, maybe next time they can join us. Uh, but they did. So they were very complimentary about Track by Track. So hello, Karen and Shelley. Well, they've obviously never listened. <laughs> no, clearly not. <laughs> so, Alicia Rules the World, the debut album from Alicia's Attic, and this was released on the 4th of November, 1996. Dan, how old were you in 1996? 10. Oh, lovely. How about you? Uh, 16. That's okay. Sweet 16. Oh, did you have a super sweet 16? Uh, yeah, it was a big affair. We had a marquee put up in the school field. Oh. Uh, and we had a very strict dress code as well. Uh, my dad was stood on the on the flat opening flap as a bouncer. Uh, he wasn't stood on the flap. He was stood next to the <laughs> yeah. flap of the marquee. Uh, and you were only allowed to go in if you were wearing uh, a black tie or a tiara. Oh, okay. Just a black tie or Just, a tiara? No, because there was kids there, Dan. Right, okay. There kids there. 60, yeah. Uh, and obviously, it was a strict no alcohol policy. Did you sneak some Apart in? from my mother, who was absolutely leathered. I can imagine. Uh, and, and trying then... to dance with all of my friends. Oh. And I later found. No. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't she invent twerking that night? <laughs> <laughs> now, steady on that. Oh, sorry. She just listened. Sorry, Mrs. Warren. Uh, and I arrived on a horse-drawn carriage. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> well, in my mind, it was a horse-drawn carriage, but it was more like, uh, you know, like a horse and cart, that a rag and bone man, Steptoe and Son. Oh, yeah, it was like thing. a dead pig on the back or something like that. Uh, well, yeah, we did have uh, a suckling pig for <laughs> like a ram roast at the end. Speaking of a ram roasted suckling pig, <laughs> how is your ma'am? <laughs> So we have got a great album to go through today. Uh, four singles, some further listening, uh, and that's all coming up on your Tuesday, Track by Track. I've not heard that for a while. <laughs> it's because we're, yeah, we should say we're recording in person yeah, for the first time in many weeks. First time in many weeks, uh, we're recording together again. Yeah. Just because, just, just because. Just fancied it. Uh, what? We just fancied it. A bit of a change. Yeah, lovely. And, um... Just keep feeling just uh, your little chap brushing against my feet. Yes, if you've not listened for a few episodes, I have got a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> just to be very clear on quite that. A, quite a peculiar uh, fetish. <laughs> so, Dan. Shall we get stuck in? Yes. So, let's go with side one, track one, and this is Irresistible You Are. Irresistible, you are. Uh, I'll what, just say it. Just what, go on and say okay. it. What a great way to kick off the album. 
and just laying it bare there with the two girls singing quite stripped in harmony with each other there. And I think that's a really nice way to to uh, lay out their uh, intentions oh. for this album. Or... Because or, the listeners will be gutted if we don't say it. Uh, or... Uh, uh, make a statement of intent. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll take it from here, listeners. They really set out their stall. Yes, 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 yes. yes. But they do. Yeah. yeah. And like you say, the harmonies are, are there from the off. I love the harmonies. But it's very playful. It's a very short track, isn't it? It's about a minute and a half long. It's just mm. the intro to the album, really. Um, but you, it does set out the stall because you've got the great harmonies. You've got how playful it is. And they are. And also, you know, Alicia's Attic were pop. They were very much of that smash hit scene, weren't they? Mm. You, you kind of, Spice Girls, of course, at this time, 1996, world domination. Girl power. Girl power. Taking over the, you know, the pages of smash hits. But then you would you would get on the next page, Alicia's Attic, very much part of that party. But it is, yeah, but there's an experimental side to it as well, which I do like. And I should point out, you normally do this, Dan, but I'm going to say it. But when we were talking to the wonderful Amy from Hard Feelings, uh last week yes she was talking about the eurythmics yes and dave stewart and you mentioned uh i should put a little uh caveat that if it's stayed in the edit of the episode uh because i haven't heard it yet uh that uh, we were going to record an album that was produced by him yes not record an album produced by him <laughs> So you should have let me know. I've got you an early Christmas present. I bought us two hours in the studio <laughs> with Dave Stewart. Mike, is Annie going to be there? <laughs> Who? Annie. What? Norwegian? <laughs> Lennox. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. no, the, no. the star of the musical. I thought we could do a version of The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow with him, but no. <laughs> I, I bought us two hours in the recording studio with Dave Pierce. Oh, oh quite hard hitting. Dan Santham. Hmm. Dave Benson Phillips. He's going to... Tub a bucket of muck on your head. <laughs> I'll be like your sweet 16 all over again. It was like Carrie, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ruined your dress. <laughs> so yeah, Dave Stewart of the Eurythmics fame is the producer on this album. So we've got him to thank alongside the girls. And then all tracks written by the girls. Uh, but this and I Am, I Feel, co-written with Terence Martin. So... Move on to track two now. This is intense. Oh, what do you want to do? Open a window or something. Gotcha. Days go by and by Like your blood is running Sometimes we sit and watch the world cry The sun starts the day Still there passes by Like stress has got its hold on you so that was a little bit uh, of intense. Dan, I'm just yeah. going to say a name. Go on. Alanis Morissette. A very, very, very Alanis Morissette. I was quite surprised. Of course, we did this album last year, the tweet along. Uh, since then, we've done Alanis's Jagged Little Pill to celebrate 25 years of uh, ironic I think mm. um, and then going back to this album it's so much like that but of course they both came out at a very similar time so I don't think it can have really had a massive impact 
on Alicia's Attic Songwriting. I think it just was the sound of the time. Well, and there was a massive thrust of guitar-driven, like really a funky, attitude-filled female pop yeah. around at the time. Not just from AA and AM, but you also had Meredith. Yeah. You also had Crow. Yeah. You also had uh, a Shampoo. Similar, diff- similar uh, yeah, but different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you also had, well, you know, Garbage. I was going to say Garbage, yeah. Uh, you also had uh, Texas. Texas, yeah. Uh, all amazing pop music with these incredible female-fronted idols. Mm. And these were no exception. No, and these were no exception. And they were on the front of my jotter uh, just as much as uh, Charlene Spiteri was is that when you have to cover it at school we didn't have to cover it oh. but you could do but we i'd often to. like to cut out pictures from smash hits yeah or when they gave free stickers away yeah oh yeah the free gifts of smash hits were great weren't they mm. well i think big magazine sometimes i like to get big because you know add spice girls or alicia's attic on the cover um but they just seem to give away like sparkly nail polish the smash hits was always quite androgynous wasn't it but i always thought big was a little bit more for girls yeah but I would sometimes still yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays. Uh, no. Yeah, woman's own. Yeah. <laughs> There's no two ways about that. <laughs> but yeah, like Alanis, uh, and I'm sure Karen and Shelley wouldn't mind us saying, like her, great beat, great psych elements as well, and just wonderful vocals, particularly the, the way they sing intense on the chorus. It's almost quite an intense delivery, which I'm sure wasn't a mistake. And I love the fact that it's homegrown as well. So we're actually doing our own... Uh, spin on the kind of American uh, style that was brought over by Alanis and and company. Yeah. And of course, second track on the album, but still no single yet, which we do like that, don't we, in the structure of an album. Again, they, this, this, this made them different to a lot of the pop stars at the time because you would have got single one, track one, single two, track two. This was an album made to be appreciated as a, as a proper body of work. Let's put a single on, shall we? With track three, this is I Am, I Feel. And I am, I feel. I sometimes think that you forget that I am, I feel. I got to get away from So I am, I feel there. Uh, just an incredible piece of music. Just as well, it just evokes so many memories. It sounds like 1996. It just, it, it, yeah, music does that. And this just takes me back to that time. Uh, and I couldn't get out of my head. It was a theme tune to a TV series. And I went hunting and I found out. And it was just really obscure because it was a show called My Wonderful Life on ITV. And it was a drama series. Uh, did you watch it? Uh, no. Me neither. <laughs> but I do like It's a Wonderful Life. So is it a spin-off of that? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> this oh. was This was a big hit. In my eyes, but only got to number 14 in the charts. Yeah, which I think, uh, you know, still very commendable for, for a brand new song on their debut single. 
Uh, it entered the week before at number 15, actually, and then climbed to 14. Such a good chart this week, Will. I think I can't... I'm just going to read it, you out the whole thing, and you are going to be transported back to this time. So 15, Alicia's Attic with I Am I Feel. 14, Sean Maguire with Don't Pull Your Love. 13, Bad Al... Bad Al? Bad Al Skinner and Lightning Seeds with Three Lines. 12, Live in Joy, Don't Stop Moving. Oh. 11, Mark Morrison, Crazy. 10, Gary Barlow, Forever Love. 9, Nana Cherry, Woman. 8, Manifesto with Highest State of Consciousness. 7, Alanis Morissette with Head Over Feet. Uh, 6, Underworld with Born Slippy. Oh. 5, Mandatory Preachers with Everything Must Go. 4, Lost El Rio with Macarena. 3, Peter Andre featuring Bubbler Ranks with Mysterious Girl. 2, Killing Me Softly by Fuji's. And 1, Wannabe by Spice Girls. That chart is so. I can remember that chart. Yeah. I rem, like, I, that was like. I was so into the charts then. Likewise, it was an occasion, wasn't it, to listen to the charts on a Sunday? Gather around the wireless. No, that, I made it sound like the 1940s then, actually. Yeah, well, listen to Winston Churchill. We are at war. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. And just every song on that chart, I can just remember. And you probably heard me like exhale quite loudly a couple of times just thinking about those songs like mm. Born Slippy absolutely incredible dance track Live in Joy yeah difficult second single but, but it's it, good it's good I can't wait until uh, our friend Pop Music Activism does One More Time 1996 that is going to probably be my favourite of the series before we move on from this one Will I do want to point out as well I love the lyrics the energy the angst from the girls uh, I am I feel like I want to bite his head off. Good. I mean, we've all felt like that before, haven't we? Oh my god, yeah. And then all those little like nursery rhyme, um, clicking heels together three times, big bad wolf still in my bed. I just think this lyrically Lyrically which I should have hinted at at the start, uh, is fantastic. And of course, hence why they would go on to be two of the biggest songwriters from the UK. Track four now. It's another single. Alicia Rules the World. Everyone loves her. But a child plays for pleasure. And she'll play with your heart until she breaks down your defenses one by one. Frank, can I shock you? Please do. I prefer Alicia Rules the World to I Am, I Feel. Can I shock you? Yes. That didn't shock me. Oh. <laughs> I just The production of this one is, is much more poppy, isn't it? Mm. And I, I know you love I Am, I Feel, but I, I had a feeling this would be your favourite. Uh, it's quirky. Uh, it's got a very light, whimsical touch. Uh, but I have to ask you, Dan, and we can't put this off any, any longer. Mm. Who the hell is Alicia? Who the F is Al... Alicia. Um, Alicia was Shelley's childhood best friend. Uh, no, no, <laughs> sorry. Alicia's childhood imaginary friend. Well, it might no, be no, Alicia's, no, no, no. Shelley's <laughs> childhood imaginary friend. Do you want to just give him a call? Uh, just double check. Well, Alicia, no, she doesn't exist. So I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so Alicia's attic makes total sense then. No, it doesn't. No. 
Maybe that's where she played with Alicia. An imaginary place to have wonderful... Oh, that Terabithia, mm. if you ever saw that film. Bridge of Terabithia? No. 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 Imaginary place. Was it all right? Uh, it's all right, yeah. Uh, and this got to number 12 in the single shot. So it was a, uh, uh, a, a an improvement. An improvement of two points, not points, places. Um, and Will, I'm just, I've just got to read the whole chart again because there's so much gold in here. So this at number 12, new at 11, Space with Neighbourhood. They are on the long list. I haven't talked about I them can't yet. wait till Great Space. Mm. Uh, number 10, Madonna with You Must Love Me. Nine, Live in Joy with Follow the Rules. Oh, difficult third single. Yeah, but top 10 hit. Uh, eight with Celine Dion, It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Oh, that is oh, uh, drama. Uh, me and my friends used to love going into one of our local pubs in Bristol and putting it on the jukebox and then singing it very badly. And did you slam the door on the slam the door line? Slamming of the door. Well, no, there was no, there was no, there was no door. <laughs> was I it? Don't know. <laughs> Turning into Hodor. Um, I distinctly remember this. That song was uh, one of the lyrics in the first episode. No edition, no issue of Smash Hits I ever bought. Um, ah, it's all coming back to you now. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> Number seven, Baby Bird with You're Gorgeous. Six, uh, Reef with Place Your Hands. Oh, <laughs> please, oh, The most overplayed song in a local nightclub ever. Uh, did you know that uh, Andy Taylor of Duran Duran fame is now a member of Reef? Uh, Probably shouldn't comment on every track. Uh, otherwise, it just becomes a podcast talking about charts from a specific year. That sounds Ooh. great. <laughs> Actually, does sound really good. Okay, I'll hurry up. Five, Faithless was Insomnia. Four, Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart. Three, Boys Own Words. Two, E17 featuring Gabrielle, if you ever. Number one, Spice Girls again with Say Will Be There. I'll give you everything on this, I swear. Just promise you'll always, always be, be there. there. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but on the song, it's just so playful, isn't it? The synth work. It's kind of, it's Dave Stewart. Going back to the 80s sounds a little bit more, back to his Eurythmic days a bit more, maybe. Um, but I particularly like the middle eight, which then goes a little bit kind of um, Beatles, like Revolver, George Martin-esque. Uh, of course, Dave Stewart, a big Beatles fan. Track number five now. And we're entering the white. Give us a password and you can leave your hang-ups so white room there will and not to echo what we've already said but i think this one I think for me, this one more than any song would have fitted into Jagged Little Pill and you wouldn't have known it wasn't an Alana song. And you could just imagine Alana singing about like a place where you can go, where you can do anything or be anything. Yeah. Do you have a, a white room? Uh, I have a room for that. It's not white. It's not White would not be a good colour for that room. It's wet. <laughs> wet room. Well, waterproof. <laughs> Wipe down. Uh, I know what you mean, Dan. I love the kind of otherworldliness of this track, uh, where you've kind of got the kind of guitars, but a really good beat running through it as well. And it's again, the attitude, I think, is really great. With this yeah. Album. It's f- so fresh. 
when we played this one, getting ready for the tweet along last year, that's the first time I listened to this album for a good few years. And this is the track that really blew me away. I, I, I remembered I Am, I Feel. I remembered Alicia Rules the World. I remembered some of the stuff that came after this, some great stuff. Um, but this is the track that blew me away and kind of made me realise, oh, God, yeah, this is what Alicia's Attic did. So track number six next. This one is Stone in My Shoe. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. I sneezed another brave idea. I want to come look for you. And it'd be wonderful if I ever get there. But if I fall, would there be another stone in my shoe? Making it harder to come back to you. Another stone in my shoe. So, Stone in My Shoe, they're the first really stripped back and more um, ballad. Acoustic, yeah. Acoustic moment of the album. But I do think it's perfectly placed. We've had that really, you know, more stripped uh, musically. 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 Uh, moment for the opener. Then we've had some incredible more beat tracks, big singles here. It's all about, again, the harmonies, but just. Stunning guitar work and stunning strings as well. What a great time to talk about the fantastic album artwork. Well, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it doesn't surprise anyone, I don't think. Uh, this album cover, I, I, I'm not going to say iconic, but it is very significant when I think about albums that came out in the late 1990s. Absolutely, yeah. I love this album cover. So you've got uh, Karen and Shell there. And they, they, what are they doing? They've been eating some food. They've been cooking mm. some food. They've been having a hot drink. They've been having a glass of wine. Uh, probably in the middle of a long writing session. And I expect they're in Alicia's attic. Well, metaphorically. M- metaphorically. And maybe in an attic physically. Yeah. Or maybe watching Binging Cash in the Attic. Oh. Mm. Was it on then? Cash in the Attic? Yeah. Uh, it's been on forever, hasn't it? Yeah. Daytime TV. First thing that they ever saw on uh, BBC One, probably. Probably. Oh, play school. Oh, yeah, of course. A question for you, Dan. Yes. What was the first show ever broadcast on Channel 4? Uh, uh, Countdown. Yeah. Yes. In the 80s. With Carol Vorderman, who looked older then <laughs> than she does now. Yes. And she was in her 20s then. Yeah, a lot of people did, though, didn't they? I think the Queen looked old. No, not actually. That's not quite right. But lots of people did. A lot of queens did. Yes. RuPaul. Uh, and the font, you've got two fonts, both of them fantastic, actually. So Alicia's Attic is in like a sort of semi like graffiti-ish white font. And then Alicia's World is almost like a, a photo fit of letters from a typewriter put together. And I like that because it really does fit the image and style of this album. Yeah. I love that uh, Karen's handing out the red wine, which I'd take the red wine um but shell's got the red mug now i think is that that red nescafe mug that everyone had in their house i expect it was back then but i'm sure now they've got la cruzie oh yeah and a proper coffee machine as well oh i love it a lovely frothy coffee question will yeah if you go around to someone's house for a coffee and they break out the instant do you judge them yes do you yeah oh do you want a coffee yeah not instant that's what i've got actually have you got some beans baked no <laughs> For grinding. No, it's already ground. Oh, oh God. No, very particular. How uncouth. Very particular. I think we've been too spoilt with coffee. 
In the last few years, it's really taken a turn. Because actually, it? Nescafe was fine back in the nineties. Oh, I'll be really honest. Now we have we have got a lovely coffee machine. We've got a lovely selection of coffees uh, that we like, but we do have a jar of instant. And sometimes, me and my other half, we just fancy an instant coffee. Oh, I saw it in there. It's as to smart price, isn't it? Uh, it's not as a smart it's 80, price. It's uh, 20% coffee beans, 80% uh, dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but it just takes us back to a different time, I think. It reminds us of where we came from. Oh, rather than uh, sat in your ivory tower now oh. with your corgi wandering around. Thank you very much. Thanks for, thanks for letting the listeners know I've done well. well. It's not really... An, well... <laughs> uh, and my family, they do you, listen. You're married into money. Uh, well, not married yet, but we'll do. But it's good as. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting a bit nasty too early again. So before we move on from this one, I just want to say from the tweet along, I said I'd bring up some of the uh, memories from that. Uh, Karen and Shelley both said they still love this song. It's one of their favourites. Sorry. So you've really... No, you didn't say you didn't like it, but we all know that the slower moment is your time to talk about the lovely of artwork. <laughs> Track number seven now, and you can hear this playing this underneath because it's more of an interlude than a song. Uh, it's more of a, it's more of a phone call than a song because mm. uh, it does start off with a ring uh, a ringing phone. This is uh, personality lines. Uh, I do like a phone that starts off with a song. No, I do like a <laughs> song that starts off with a phone call. And again, from the tweet along on this song, uh, one of the sisters I should have taken a note which one it was. Uh, said they should have done a whole album of personality lines. That would have been real fun, actually. Is it the Beverly Sisters? <laughs> <laughs> or Sister Sledge, who were originally sisters. Well, they still are, aren't they? Well, it's Kathy Sledge, isn't it? Sings the songs of Sister Sledge with a band. Oh, no, I think the rest, I think the sisters are still there, but I think she's just taking centre stage. Oh, actually, one of them is a daughter, or one of the other daughters. Oh, good for her, actually, for taking centre stage. <laughs> yeah. It's just the sort of thing you'd do, actually. Yeah. Just suddenly decide you were going to front a family band. And you are listening to Track by Track with Dan Bull. <laughs> Next track there, number eight. This is Indestructible. Stunning. Mm. Yeah. I think one of their best. Absolutely. Uh, this one, they wrote this song together, but they wrote it for each other, which I think really does fit in with that whole girl power, girl power, girl power. message of the time, uh, which reminded me I had, I think I mentioned this on an episode before, actually, for one of my birthdays around this time, someone bought me a double cassette. It was a compilation called Spice Girls Present Girl Power. Um, and shameless cash in well it was actually yeah cash in uh, the attic but this of course this track or one of the Alicia's attic tracks I should say was firmly on there that's such a a song of empowerment to each other isn't it what yeah. a wonderful connection we are as siblings we, we could write a song like that do you think for each other no because we with each other we try and destruct so we are destructible <laughs> destructive and is that is that a relationship you would have had with your siblings when you were that age? Uh, actually, yeah, me and my um, yeah, we did used to write songs for fun. Yeah, 
It had a little oh. karaoke machine and keyboards and things, yeah. Oh. I think there's still some cassettes somewhere. Might hunt them out. No, don't for a bother. Episode. No. Well. Don't give them to me for Christmas. <laughs> uh, so this was the single. This was the third single to be released. Dan. I'm going to do the, the, the enter at 12. Again, I've just got to, Will. I've just got to. So this at 12. 11 new entry, Monaco. What do you want from me? Oh, Peter Hook. 10, Antidec new entry with Shout. Uh, 9, No Mercy, Where Do You Go? My Lovely. 8, Eternals, Don't You Love Me? 7, new entry, Mark Morrison, Moan and Groan. <laughs> 6, Call a Shaker with Hush. Five BGs with Alone, four Sash and Car on Foire, three new entry for Rumble in the Jungle by Fuji's, two Don't Speak by No Doubt, uh, and at number one, Spice, Spice Girls, Girls with Mama. Mama who do, do, you, think who you, do, do you think you are? Can you believe that? Yes. Yeah. But very funny that they, they released their singles the same mm. week, the first three singles each. They, except they had a rest when they did Two Become One. Oh, yes, quite right. They had oh, a Christmas break. Good for them, actually. Spice Girls do. Do you think they're like Paloma Faith? They insist on having like Christmas holidays. Yeah. Do not approach me on my holidays. Do not. Uh, But I think following the huge singles of I Am I Feel and Alicia Rules the World in particular, actually, this just showed another side to Alicia's Attic. Number nine now. I won't miss you. I won't miss you. Very you attitude in that title, actually. Well, I'm sure you won't mind me. No, saying. I'm uh, good. <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying that. Very, it's a badge, badge of honour. There's almost like an '80s soft rock uh, influence running through this that I really love. And again, you can imagine Dave bringing that to the mix, can't you? Dave, first name terms. Dave, <laughs> rock Dave with you. Dave, Dave Stewart. Night tonight. Night tonight. Jill Tyrrell. Julie uh, Davis. Uh, <laughs> I imagine this one went down really well live when they were doing their early tours. Mm. Did you get the chance to see them? I was too young, Dan. You were 16? No, no, too young. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, some gigs are 18 plus, aren't they? Mm. I don't think Alicia Zatic would have been. Um, but as well, what I found really interesting is as well as touring on their own, uh, they also supported the likes of In Excess and Bon Jovi during their, during their time together. Alicia's Attic's time together. Bon Jovi is still going. Uh, just to throw from this track, actually, just to throw some other artists into the mix who I think could have recorded this song, could have done it themselves. Uh, Shakespeare's sister. Mm-hmm. Another, another great uh, female duo. Uh, and not sisters. No, actually. Contrary to what we were I, saying at the start. I wish we would have said them at the start, actually. <laughs> well, that would have worked out much better. Should we record from the start again? No. No, because it's already difficult enough no, with gonna... uh, a puppy walking around the studio, which you might be able to hear in the background, listeners. Apologies. And I've got to let the dog out later. Oh. So, but not the puppy. I don't like when you do it mid-episode. <laughs> Track number 10 now, The Golden Rule. Someone told me if you live in a glass house, 
might die in a big earthquake and end up with a stone in your mouth. I felt like kicking out when my boyfriend made me cry. But the loveliest fairy in the world and her name is Do As You Would Be Done By. So the golden rule there. A bit, another, a bit of a ditty, just over a minute long, but this one feels like more of a track that we... Uh, Need to give the time of day. Yeah, there's a bit more meat to it, isn't it? Mm. It almost feels a little bit rappy. Ooh, I hear that. What I like about this one is that you hear the star. It sounds very uh, homemade, if you like. You can hear the sea in the background. That was actually recorded uh, on the beach in France into a, a dictaphone or something similar. Into a conch. <laughs> yes. They were lost on a desert island, actually, and they used the conch to speak. And they made slippers out of their bras. Well, bras out of their slippers. <laughs> oh, I got it wrong, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> the royal family. Uh, what is the... <laughs> I love how we have to explain every reference we make. <laughs> uh, what is the golden rule? Uh, I'm not sure what the golden rule is, Will. Uh, well, if they're on the beach, it might be don't drink seawater. Yeah, or don't eat yellow sand. Uh, or don't... Uh, or just don't. I mean, the track does say, someone told me if you live in a glass house, you might die in a big earthquake and end up with a stone in your mouth. Which is a, quite an old, famous saying, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I remember my grandma saying that. It's one. more of a harsh warning than a golden rule, <laughs> yeah. but... Uh, Good. Consider us warned or chastised. Uh, I did ask, actually, I did ask them during the tweet along if this was supposed to be a longer track, because it feels like it could have been. Uh, but they said, this is, this is just how it was meant to be. They just said... No. No. <laughs> Good for them. Actually, Will, what is your golden rule for podcasting? Is it don't have a puppy running around the studio? Don't have a puppy running around the studio. Yeah. And don't drink too much. As we've discovered. Yeah. So we go against that rule sometimes. Oh, yeah. We do have a laugh, don't we? But uh, other golden rule is don't leave editing to the last minute. Oh, That's no. my golden rule anyway, but I know you don't <laughs> subscribe to that. No. Much. I work better under pressure. So... Track 11 then, and this is just the way you like it. Just the way you like it there. And this, I love this track. It's so infectious, but really different from everything else. I love the kind of pop R&B tinge. And I would say it still sounds really fresh and it wouldn't have sounded out of place on the most recent All Saints album, Testament. I've, I'm shocked face. I just did a shocked face there, listeners. I've put on here, I can imagine All Saints doing this one. Yeah. Yeah. Although I was even thinking maybe on one of the earlier, maybe on the second album or something like that. And again, All Saints, another... I could have done with something. <laughs> another um, edgier explosion of girl power back in the day and still today, actually. Karen said, again on the tweet along, uh, Karen said this was their take on Janet Jackson. You getting that? Mm. And I'm sure All Saints would uh, speak to Janet Jackson as a, as a role model, as an influence, as, yeah. a, as, a, as a female female member yeah. no, no no 
No, I'm sure they, and I'm sure they would. Yeah. Um, I imagine this one would have been a bit of a shock when you first listened to this album because it is definitely more poppy, pop R&B, more experimental, more electronic. Um, I don't think it sticks out like a sore thumb, but definitely experiment, experimenting with a new sound. And just to say it again, just sounds very fresh considering this is from 1996. Yeah, absolutely. Track 12 now. Air we breathe. Air we breathe single to be released are we going to get another full rundown i'm going to have to now because i've started so i'll finish but let's i'll try not to get sidetracked uh, it was you that did it last time but i don't like to point fingers so this was a new entry number 12 ahead of this a new entry Ghostface killer all that i got is you number 10 no doubt with just a girl number nine eternal featuring bb winans with i want to be the only one. <laughs> oh, there you go again <laughs> eight cheryl crow who we mentioned earlier uh, a change would do you good. Seven, handsome with Mbop. Six, the Verve with Bittersweet Symphony. Five, Todd Terry with something going on. Three, Ultranarte. That's three. Four, I got it four. mixed up there. <laughs> three, nine one one with the Journey. Two, Sash with Ecuador. And one, not the Spice Girls this time. It's Puff Daddy and Faith Evans with Admiss. Oh, mm. well done. I have to say, Bruno Brooks hasn't got anything to worry about. Who's he? Uh, exactly. <laughs> He's retired. Who is he? We've got a lovely. Oh, do you do the charts? Do you do the charts? But oh. maybe I should have done more. I should say, uh, who does it now? I don't know. Oh, for me, it was Mark Goodyear. Uh, this is a wonderful pa- piece of power pop, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Again, like the last single, a little bit more uh, stripped back, but still uh, powerful. There was a new version of this track for the single, um, which you know, which you need for single number four, don't you? Uh, diminishing returns, as you like to say. One of the little catchphrases. Um, and on uh, CD2 of this, you had some remixes, including one from Talvin Singh. Very good remixes. This one was uh, a big favourite of the fans uh, and of Karen and Shelley. Again, on the tweet along, uh, lots of praise for this song. Uh, but it feels like a huge sing-along moment. Again, never got the chance to see them live. Who knows? You never know. Stranger things have happened. Maybe we'll get the chance one day, but I would love to be in a crowd singing this one back to them. So, we're on to the last track of the album proper. This is... Aww. Aww. Adore you. Aww, adore you too. Respect you. Nah. Appreciate you. I said don't ever walk alone. I adore you. I said I do, I do, I do. I think, I know this is slowed down, and I know, Dan, you, you're probably going to put the cat amongst the pigeons and say, has the album petered out? But yeah. I actually think this is quite an epic alternative way to end the album. Oh, good. What Do you, is, do you agree, disagree? I reluctantly agree with you, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a really interesting end to 
a very interesting album from a very interesting pop band, actually. Uh, perfect. It's atmospheric, uh, but still euphoric. It's very intriguing. Uh, you know, just the, the actual melody of the song. And last time I'll talk about the tweet along, Will, but it has provided some great material for this episode. I've not had to do any research. Um, but Shelley did say that the thing that uh, she noticed looking back uh, after 25 years as a pro songwriter is that they were very free with their ideas then uh, and they had a lot of naivety in the writing which made it very special and interesting. Mm. Um, and I think with this song in particular, you really do get that. What a lovely way to wrap up, actually. Mm. And just to say as well, this album got to number 14 in the charts. Don't uh, worry, I'm not going to run down the top 14 albums of that. I can do if you want. Uh, no, I've had more rundowns this episode than my sports massage therapist back when I had that uh, pulled hamstring. Oh, how is it all sorted? No, I still insist on twice a week. Yeah. All over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's all connected. Reviews? or I, I, I have to say this was a very well-reviewed, very well-respected album and piece of work when it came out. And in particular, the singles were highlighted as being absolutely incredible pieces of pop perfection. I, I agree. Agree? Agree. Yeah. Thank you, girls. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Mercury Records. And thank you, Dan. Well, thank you, Will. That's lovely. Don't often get that. Bit of appreciation. For a bit of further listening? Let's have a bit of further listening. I would love... To go first, Will, if that's okay. Yes. Uh, I have gone for one of the B-sides. This was from the Indestructible single, and this is Sweet Escape. Sweet Escape there. I have to say, the band were so generous with their B sides, and there were so many to choose from uh, for this episode. There's Daffodil or a Diamond, uh, Angel Eyes, which at first I thought might have been a cover. Look into his Angel Eyes uh, from ABBA, of course, uh, but it's not, it's an original, uh, and plenty more, plus lots of remixes and live versions. Uh, but this one, I just love that it's kind of erring towards some of the more Alanis tracks on the album but even more guitar it sounded great yeah but even more uh, wonderful synth work and electronic uh, layers in there as well so much going on in there I think it's I think it's wonderful yeah maybe we're not getting it for the 25th anniversary but I'd love uh, a remastered you know uh, edition um, what am I thinking of super deluxe edition on vinyl with all the gubbins <laughs> excuse me laughing <laughs> <laughs> Just knocked himself Surprise out the myself mic. then. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to go now. Oh, see you later then. <laughs> Close the episode myself. I've been Dan and I've been Dan. <laughs> uh, no, so I'm going to go right back pre Alicia's Attic for my further listening. What? Pre Alicia's Attic? Pre uh, Attic. This is from 1989. 1989? Yeah, from a very early release from the girls when they were going by Karen and Shell. Karen and Shell? Yes. Do you have to keep doing that? Sorry, sorry. I'll stop now. Uh, and this is... Actually, Dan, I think we should uh, cover this song and release it as a Christmas single. Oh, with bells on. With bells on and, and knobs on. Mm. 
so this is Karen and Shell from 1989, pre Leisha's Attic, pre Songwriters to the Stars. This is Sugar Daddy. You don't need a sugar sugar daddy. Well, take a different. <laughs> I mean, that is very 1989, isn't it? It's It really is. I, I think you could be tricked into thinking that was a stock Aiken Waterman production, couldn't you? Mm. But it's not. And the styling on the cover for this does make them look like Pepsi and Shirley or yeah. two-thirds of Bananarama. Yeah. Uh, you can see where they were going for. Thank goodness... They evolved, they grew, they took hold, they created some amazing music. But I, I still enjoy this, actually, it's, to be quite honest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. I have to say, I was playing around with you as you introduced it, but I only found out this song existed uh, yesterday, just doing research for the episode. I had no idea there was anything going on before Alicia's Attic for them. Uh, but what I loved as well is that on, on Twitter uh, a few months ago, Bright Light, Bright Light, friend of the podcast he tweeted them a picture of this uh, on vinyl which he found in a record shop oh yeah i hope he bought it i'm sure i'm sure he could you could not leave that a pop gem like that no in a record shop in nyc mm. and they did uh they did respond to it as well they just did respond so i think they probably had a good laugh about it yeah yeah we're, we're out, out of time. time that was alicia's attic from I am, I feel, all the way through to Sugar Daddy. Yeah, I'm back again. I'm back again. Yeah. Let us know your memories. Maybe even tell us about your favourite songs that Karen and Shell have had a hand in, because uh, they've had many. So many. Uh, and just let us know what you love about this album and what you think at Trap by Track UK. And yes, as we said at the start, we, we will be coming back to Alicia's Attic. The next album was phenomenal. And hopefully, fingers crossed, boys and girls will be joined by Karen and Shell for the next episode. But until then, to tide you over, there's plenty more to be getting on with. Uh, more episodes of Track by Track uh, every other week. But if you join us on Patreon, you get an episode every week. So head on over to the link in our bio, in the description for this episode, uh, which will take you through to the, to the tuck shop of treats that is Patreon. As well as that, you also get our Patreon-exclusive series, Further Listening, where we delve even deeper into the back catalogue of some of our favourite artists. So far, we've done Pet Shop Boys, You Order, Duran Duran, Bananarama, and coming next, Kylie Minogue, who, of course, has worked with both Karen and Shelley. Yes, she has. So, until next time, I've been a sugar daddy. And I've been Brian Paul. Goodbye. Goodbye. rushing to get it out of Blockbuster then. No, I wouldn't rush. You once did get it out in Blockbusters, <laughs> didn't you? I was in the adult section, so... No, that doesn't mean you can just... <laughs> what does that mean? You're in the sports section, you can play tennis. It's <laughs> not how yeah, it works. You can, yeah. Clitoris. Uh, <laughs> Clitoris all sorts. <laughs> 
For Christmas. Oh. For mum. <laughs> Be good for daddy.